Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Awesome. Well, welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. This is Ashley Chandler and Pastor Jim Parkin. Welcome back. What's up, everybody? I'm like having some neck pain tonight. My old man neck arthritis happening. <sighs> I don't have Omicron. That was just. <laughs> Heard something funny, though, today. Someone said that actually this new variant is just the best natural immunity booster of all time. I heard that, it. too. And it's just the sniffles. I heard that, too. Do you remember the so, day? Do you remember the days, Jim, where we used to be like, ah, they got runny noses. Let them go play together. It's going to be fine. Yeah, we'll get back to that. We'll be back we'll to back that, to but that, not man. quite yet. But it's yeah. just. Takes a minute. It takes a minute. Ah, while. dude. It's just people need to understand what happens. And it's not like, uh, this is just a weaponized thing. And like, for political purposes, I believe it's just, I mean, obviously people have been sick and it's killed people and it started super bad. And then yeah, Delta, which I had was sucked. And this new thing is a whole new thing. Yeah. I remember but, initially you're like, Oh, this is going to take like 18 months or so to like run through and everything. I remember you saying that. Dude, and I, I remember going that long, even I thought it was going to be like, like, well, I like think I legitimately you were talking about like the first few months of it would be, but you're yeah, like dude. all together, it'd probably be like over a year. Oh, right, right. Yeah, but initially, I, I really honestly believe that a lockdown would like, right? Yeah. Let's kind of shut it down. But the thing was, man, it's like nobody shut it down. <laughs> Like I did. Shannon, I we totally at the, did. <laughs> but like, we'd be out and it'd be traffic was traffic as usual. People were out. People were at the food places. That's been the biggest hassle, man. Is like, like if you don't bring food to work, you, you're not getting in a drive-through. Right. From right. like eleven until like three. So you're just out. Right. And we're like we're out here trying to work, bro, and you're like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> Make a sandwich at home, please. But yeah, because well, I remember when cases hit in Michigan, and we did our last re- live, like face-to-face recording ever <laughs> at your <laughs> kitchen table. Because <laughs> I was like, like, and I told the staff at Freedom Center, "Look, I'm not coming back until this thing blows over." Because I'm gonna, I don't know what my exposure rate's gonna be. Right, right. I don't know. I'm gonna be out there in it. And I fully was looking at it like a military deployment. Like it'll be like three to six months. It will be start to be in the clear and then I can come back. Yeah. And it just kind of snowballed into what it is now. <laughs> it's crazy. It is but crazy. anyway, yeah, man. So we aren't here to reminisce about early COVID and COVID now and all that stuff. So we're going to do a series on kind of highlighting EMS providers in Genesee County. I thought it'd be important to kind of start with what EMS is even. 
I like a lot of times I don't think people really have a grasp for kind of what it is that we do. So that being said, I was poking around on the Googles on the interwebs today. And I just typed in, what is EMS? And literally it goes back to the good Samaritan story of from the Bible. Really? Yeah. And I think like in the, Kind of the the writer of the article was the comparison was like how's these this people that's not your people might even not even like those kind of people, but he was in need he was hurt and injured and all that sick or whatever and so this yeah. dude took care of him and took him somewhere safe and and did the thing. That's the first so, time I've ever had yeah. that comparison and I really like that a lot. I think that's really cool. Me too. Honestly, yeah, I was pretty impressed. Like, why? I didn't see that coming. I didn't. Like, when I looked it up, I thought it would just be this history from, like, the back in the the early days in America, you know? Right. Or Webster's Dictionary, like, definition yeah. of what you Like, must, Wikipedia yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but kind of like the abridged version, you know, it starts out in, like, hospitals and funeral homes. You know, like, our company started running out of a funeral home and it would be these old Cadillac station wagons pretty much. And they just put the sick or injured person in and, you know, take off, fly to the hospital and turn them over. Yeah. And just as it's progressed, our skill set has changed. You know, there's uh, the basic EMT or EMT basic as it's called. That's like your first set of skills. You're learning that the, CPR aspect and the trauma kind of treatments and stuff like slings and, and stopping bleeding and stuff, how to use a tourniquet, that sort of thing. And then, you know, um, through that, just through on the job training, you're learning how to support your, the paramedic, you know, if you work with a paramedic and then you go through your paramedic program and then our skill set is, all the different cardiac medications, someone were to have whatever okay. cardiac situation, uh, different ways to um, maintain blood pressure, treat diabetic emergencies, all sorts of trauma, dose, do pain management, take care of seizure activity with medication, intubate, which is to place tube in one's throat and breathe for them can run a ventilator obviously be able to interpret the cardiac monitor the 12 lead ekg uh all the same trauma stuff as an emp uh, needle decompressions in case someone has a pneumothorax that makes the lung collapse okay uh, both needle and surgical crike which is like cutting an airway in the throat if there's some type of traumatic obstruction or something caught in the throat. So, I mean, that's just a few of them, but clearly that's more than just a ride to the hospital, right? (laughs) There's all kinds of certifications you have to do every few years, you know, just to maintain your license. What's interesting, fun fact, not so fun fact, but fun fact in the state of Michigan, like paramedic and EMT is not considered a profession. What? Even though we have, we must hold license to do it. 
So what do you mean by that? It's not considered like... It's an occupation, not a profession. So like a nurse, that's a profession, doctor, like surgeon, doctor, physician, profession, fire, you can be a professional firefighter, professional law enforcement guy. You can be a paid-on-call firefighter, but also a professional firefighter, which means full-time. And the EMS is just an occupation. It's not a profession. See, I guess I've never really messed around with the terminology. I guess I've, I've always... Profession, really like, occupation, I've always put one before the other. Like, I don't know if accounting is a profession or occupation. I've always, like, yeah, informs hmm. what's your occupation. Uh-huh. I've just kind of figured that was. I guess. I've never It's weird. It's just semantics, really. But it's like, uh, it's weird. But here's the thing for our folks that do this job. And, and we, let's be honest. We don't always act like professionals now, do we? With the writing on the walls and the bathrooms and all of the stuff and all the, like the untied boots and the untucked shirts and the, you know, you know, it's kind of our crazy world, you know, that we work in. But yeah. if we're honest, we don't always act the part either. You know what I mean? But it's just. It is definitely EMS is I, I posted that posed this question today on Facebook and it's one of, there's a quote that one of our guys, Randy Porter put, he heard from another old retired medic that said that EMS is the best job you'll ever hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the worst job you'll ever love or something like that. No. Yeah. The, Something like that. The worst job you ever love. I was peeking on some of those responses too. They were really cool to read. You know, it's it's. But then the one that you'll always miss. But then didn't he say? But the one you'll always miss. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it takes a a particular type of person to be on the road in an ambulance? Yeah, man. I think that, like, yeah, like the untalked, kind of a little bit rebellious, wild child. I think mm-hmm. maybe is required to be able to. Right. And, you know, we don't really pick too much on that because like, I mean, I've told you this before, I think you should be as buttoned up as possible, but at the same time, shining boots makes no sense to me. So I don't do it. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Like, right. I mean, so like, and, and whatever, you know, but it's, there's a certain type of, yeah, there's is a certain type of cloth you must be cut from to do this. Yeah. And do it well. Do it as a career. Yeah. You know, everybody who does anything in healthcare at any level is because of they have a, a level of compassion woven in, right? Yeah. Written into their, their DNA. And so wherever you fall in that, whether this is just your stepping stone and you and you move on. Um but yeah, EMS in particular, yeah, it takes a special kind of someone. I will you know? I will say I remember my mom talking about being an RN. She worked years and years in the ICU. She loved being there. For a short time she was in the NICU and then she did um kind of like what Leanne does. She'll chart and do 
like patient mm-hmm. charts and do calls. And she did that in later years as it was getting a little harder to like move patients and do all the the stuff in the hospital. But um, she was very adamant, very strong about I loved being a nurse. It was what I was made to do. And she loved it. And she loved being in the ICU because she could basically do so much more for one patient and have a lot more like using her skill set. But she was just, I forget the word I'm looking for, but she was just very, um, that sense of like strong sense of calling that she was doing what she was made to do. And that's something that I've struggled to find over the years because I've just been kind of jack of all trades, master of none type of person where Mm -hmm. my administrative accounting kind of business could be used in a lot of different avenues. So I really admire, I really admire, that's one thing I really love about first response, what I've seen from you guys and what you do. It's just this, it's just really neat to see that. I really admire that a lot. It's wild, right, though? Because it's like this weird double-edged sword. Right. It's like... Right. It's like you, you get to you get to this level, and it's like, you know... Like, I post from time to time, there's a quote that says, like, like beware of the old man in a job yeah, or in a career that, that, that yeah. like, usually men die young, but... Like you get at this level where it's like break glass if you need parking <laughs> because I'm at the, you know, it's just, I'm at this certain point and I have my skill set is dialed, but that's it, man. So what I mean by double edged swords, sword is like, this is it. This is my skill set. So outside of being a paramedic, like what in the hell am I going to do? You know, like, so when people say you should walk away and, and do this A, B or C, I'm like, um, Okay, except I only know how to do this one thing. It'd be like, you know, you're a warrior your whole life. Yeah. Now go be a gardener. Uh, Right. Well, we've had we've had kind of some of those conversations with um, mutual friend who's pilot. Uh And this whole idea of like, how do you completely change? Not that he's looking to change, but like over time, like how long do you do the one field before? And it's so specialized, you know? Right. Like, for me, I would say that, praise God, I tapped into this creative side and started doing this podcast and writing a little bit. And I'm working on writing more. So there'll be a thing, you know, there'll be pastoring and a thing to do. But if I hadn't taken that step, like, truthfully, there's people, I mean, in the military, what happens when the, the generals or the colonels, colonels and up, when they retire, like, statistically speaking it's like three to five years and they're dead no way yeah well it's just because they've lived an entire lifetime on the same schedule yeah i mean that makes sense think of that if i wasn't doing anything else think of two decades working the same four days the same hours eating at the same time you know, doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And when that's gone, you know, now what am I going to do on those four days? Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. It's a very weird, you know, weird thing to do, weird career path. Um, so 
kind of to speak back to the skill set, you know, it's, it's ever changing, right? It's different from when I started and it keeps getting harder and harder and harder and more kind of more specific and there's more knowledge and more capabilities. And what's interesting is what I like a lot of people don't know is the pay stays the same, which is I get paid pretty good. I've been at it a long time, but we're like, we're good in, in my household. I mean, I wouldn't, obviously, I'm not going to turn down a raise. <laughs> if one were to come my way, that's just mathematically irresponsible. But like, but the pay is not great in the, in the EMS world. You know, it's definitely the lowest rung. You know, first responders across the board, it's not like, this ain't no MBA. You know what I mean? We're not, yeah. no one's making, you know, no one's making killer money, but so that's a big part of it too, right? That's right. a big part of the, right now, a stressor is that, and like, this is not a sour grapes thing. And if you're in an industry where all of a sudden you guys have been able to flip the script and get paid your worth, hey, I'm 150% in support of that. But it's just like, that's the narrative right now. And so you have a bunch of people working just as hard, you know, in regards to this current season of COVID and, and hospital staffing shortages, or like we're short staffed too. And this is going to be the Jim feeling sorry for himself, part of the podcast, but we're getting no shine. We're not part of the conversation. Right. You know, we're like, we're out here busting it, seeing tons of patients they're constantly on the radio asking medics to clear the hospital to take for calls waiting. And, you know, so it's, yeah, things are rough all over and yeah. I have nothing but the utmost respect for nurses and what it is they're doing, what it looks like in the hospitals. I get it, but we just hope they get it too. Yeah. And for sure. You yeah. see, we're out here getting it handed to us just as much. Yeah. And they should, I think some know because like we're the ones delivering more and more and more patients. So I think they get it, but it's just, sometimes it sucks that you're not even like on the national level, you know, the last time EMS was spoke of, it was spoke of negatively and it was some concert. I can't remember what state, but there was some type of like where people were crushed under stampeding fans or something. This. I remember this. And and the only the only uh, talking point about EMS is that they weren't prepared. They didn't have enough equipment. <laughs> so, like, if people heard that, that's facts. Because there's also an entire community outside of this event that is being cared for by those same EMS, right? That same EMS system, right? So, very true story. There'd be limited resources, right? by design right it's just is what it is so like i don't know anybody that personally that would have heard that and been like yeah stupid ems that's just <laughs> it's just that is by design that's how it works like if there was an event to happen well as an example years ago there was a fire in an apartments in davison well they thought there was one okay so so I, 
my the unit I was on, we stayed where we were. We didn't send like everybody didn't rush there. Like a lot of agencies sent crews, but not everybody can go, right? Right. Because if everybody's there, homie in Swartz Creek has a heart attack and now where everyone's in Davis. Right. Right. You know, so it's just it's it's a very like I think it would be cool, like you ride alongs and stuff you've done with us. No, I think it would be interesting for you is if we could finagle your way into like nine one one. I would love and that. Set with set with those that. guys and just see them with their very limited Genesee County resources and see how they orchestrate this whole thing. I would even be interested in see right? orchestrate this. Yeah. You know, that'd be really good. So yeah, it's just, man, this whole first responder kingdom and like EMS in particular, it's a very, very special group of people. Yeah. You know, but I think in this season, what, what we need to do with this ministry and this podcast is just really shine the, like really highlight EMS and EMS providers. Cause there's guys out here, same as me working the same hours and they got these side projects going on and they're doing this other stuff too. And they're like, yeah. You know, and then, you know, really the, amazing the spouses, people. you know, like, or both spouses are working, they mm-hmm. got to get kids to aftercare and, finagle schedules like you guys are on a 12-hour schedule which which is completely different than both parents getting off at four or five and being able to do all your evening stuff you know it's just it's Mm -hmm. it's very different depending on what what shift they're on and stuff so yeah I mean I'm I'm extremely grateful that you know everything came together where Chandler's could get to know the Parkins and stuff and I, I had no idea that I'd be able to go on a ride along and the yeah. fact that you have been so gracious to take many, many folks out on a ride along. Yeah, man. People, you know, I just want really people important. to see. I just want people to have exposure. Well, I didn't. That's fair. Like, I mean, I have an RN for a mom, but I didn't. Right. I don't have any family members that were in first response. And I have, like, my mom got remarried when I was in high school. And so on my stepdad's side, there's folks that are volunteer fire in Saginaw, like Saginaw Township and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't have any family members that served in fire or police or anything like that. So I just had a very limited understanding of the entire first responder industry. And so even just simple things of, I mean, maybe I learned it along the ways, but I just kind of forgot the difference between an EMT and a medic, you know, and it, right. and it, it's, it, a lot of this stuff could seem so common sense, but in, unless you really think about it, you don't really know about it, you know? And then even to right. talk about it was completely different than coming on a ride along and actually seeing the, the, the vibe or the flow of what a day could look like, you know, it's just very different, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, especially yeah. I mean, we've talked about this so many times, like what you see on TV versus, you know, I remember seeing stuff on the news, watching stuff about the Oklahoma City bombing and stuff. And you see mm-hmm. a big event on the news and you see all these different agencies showing up and, you know, the ambulances and all this and everything. But you, you don't, you're obviously not seeing them providing care directly on the news, like real live right. 
providing care might look like, you know, and, and you've mentioned a few times that you guys try to get, depending on the situation, try to get that patient into your rig as soon as possible so you can start assessing without mm-hmm. too much going on around you and stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just so, so much of it. Um, I'm excited to, yeah. to bring people on, you know? Yeah. It'll be good, man. It'll be good. It's just, you know, I, I just feel like in our, our piece of the, the industry, it's high time that some light be shined on it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cause it's, excuse me, it's not all bad. I mean, it's, it's gross and it's rough. And I, the last year I had actual human poo on my hand that wasn't a baby's. So like, <laughs> like, it's just wild, 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 man. And it's just, but it's like, you're taking care of I, human beings in, in emergency right. situations, <laughs> you know, like, right. So it's, it's so rewarding. And so like, you know, everything about it in our little EMS community is, is cool. I wish it was a little bit tighter and we're going to work on that. Yeah. You, you know, um, but it's going to be, this is going to be a good season on the podcast here. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Cause also in a crazy juxtaposition in my new position as pastor, we're going to bring other pastors on. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about better together is going to be, it's going to be global. No, probably not, but it's, it's just, it's interesting to me, like all these different industries and how, I don't know what the shift in culture was, but how like we've come to this weird position where nobody gets along and nobody like everyone's tribal and everyone's got their team and everyone's got their thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <clears throat> we're all working towards the same goal. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. and in EMS, the shift happened when we went to 12 hour shifts and everybody was on the road battling for a position and and as the younger generations came in, they were coming into a system where it wasn't, we weren't on 24s. We did have AVLs and computer-aided dispatching, and everybody knows where we are and how long we've been, you know. Back when I started, it wasn't like that. It was just everyone legitimately helped everybody, and no one cared, and, and this is how it was. And there's some of that still, there's some remnants of it. But we could easily get back to that. Yeah. And then in church culture, like we talked about on Monday night, this this denomination doesn't fully agree with this other denomination. These guys over here don't leave these guys over here. It's, we're really all working for the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> it's, it's all the same goal. Yeah. Really. It, it looks different. Everyone has a different piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has their... They're different job to do, but at the end of the day, can't we just quit drawing lines in the sand? <laughs> yep. Please. You know, that's, you know, it's interesting that we talked about that last night because then today on the way to church, like, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if she was upstairs. I thought she was downstairs or whatever, but Kira asked me about, oh, well, how did she word the question? It was something to do with it, if, if. Catholics are Christians 
And so it was a really good question. So on the way to school, we got to talk about different denominations and what that means. Yeah, man. You know, and but it was a really good question. I loved it. That was awesome. I mean, and people, I'll tell you what, dude, like, I love being able to point this out to people, you know, like younger, younger in age, Christians, you know, like young adults and stuff like that. And like, I had got to have this conversation with someone I was working with a youth at Freedom Center. People asked that question and they were kind of bagging on Catholics a little bit. And I was like, listen, dude, (laughs) it was the Catholic church that stayed in the bombed out cities in the big wars to do missions work. Yeah. To provide aftercare, to make sure people were getting food and had access to health, like medical supplies. So, <laughs> like, like, just know your history, yourself, man. man. Yeah. Know your yeah. history. You know, like, so I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be good. I took some aspirin, you guys, so my headache or my neck pain has gone away. I feel better at the end of the show than I did at the beginning. Well, that's good. That's good. Does stuff like that ever keep you from sleeping? No. 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 Uh, <laughs> no trouble. Oh, that's good. No trouble there. I might put a little rice back on there or something. But Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. So we're looking for some guests. So listeners, hit me up. We're going to get you guys on here. My goal is to have more guests than not. And so yeah. I want to get everybody on here at some point. I love it. I love meeting new be people. Be on the podcast. It's going to be fun. Like I've said it before and I'll say it again. Really, this is for our EMS and first responder community here in this county. Mm-hmm. Like people listen out of state and whatnot, and that's cool. But really, this is our thing. So get on this show with us love it all right um what else do i have sit keep following us on instagram and facebook by default hey come check us out on a monday too if you haven't come hang out come to monday night service Mm -hmm. that's that i'm gonna put the new t-shirts on we're gonna take those pictures when i get home tomorrow carrie and i and then we'll put them on the uh, Freedom Center Church Grand Blank we'll put that on that Instagram page okay cool I'll throw a link up to how to buy the shirts okay right off the Freedom Center thing awesome what's it called the app the app alright that's it you guys I'm tired I, just, I worked out too hard today <laughs> alright see you guys next week <laughs> <laughs>